The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. What's happening, everybody? This is Micah Warren on G. Cobb in the House. Uh, G. Cobb is not in the house this evening. Uh, He's a little under the weather, so we're hoping he feels a little better. Uh, In the meantime, I am joined by Mr. Michael Perry of otrsportsonline.com, and uh, how you doing, Perry? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Micah? Perry, I can't complain, buddy. We've got a lot to talk about uh, here on voiceamericasports.com, and you guys can give us a shout, 888-346-9144, if you've got something on your mind. Uh, got a lot to discuss. I think what we start with first, got to start Roy Halliday in the Phillies, and there's a big debate over what prospects you give up, do you give up any? Uh, will they be able to sign him after next year? Uh, what, what would you be? First of all, Perry, let's start with, with compensation. Um, it, it's talked about that uh, the Toronto GM has, has wants two major league ready prospects, which the Phillies do have somewhere, depending on what they want. Uh, would you give up half? What, what prospect? How much would you be willing to give up for Halliday? I, I give up half. I think you have to. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. He's been pitching well. I think he's got a lot of promise, but. To get a player like Roy Halladay, who could be the best pitcher in Major League Baseball, you have to do it. I think you have to do it. And then it comes down to the other pieces of the puzzle and who you're going from there. So, yeah, okay, so, so see, that, that's my problem, too, and that's kind of the sticking point with me because, Perry, if I told you last year that I wanted Halladay but I don't want to give up Jay Happ, you'd probably take a swing at me, uh, and rightfully so. I'm, I... I'm struggling to give this guy up right now. He's the only pitcher the Phillies have had that has pitched uh, four games in a row of seven-inning ball. He, he just seems to have the mental makeup. I love Hamill, uh, the Halliday Hamels hap as your top three. Blanton's pitching well. Moyer's pitched pretty well. That's a good five right there. Yeah, that, that's the one thing, though. Um, with Blanton pitching so well, I, I think you can give up hat. If Blanton wasn't pitching as well as he has been pitching, I think then you kind of got to question that. I think you might you, you might want to keep Hap there, but because of Blanton pitching so well, I, I think that makes Hap you know expendable and and part of that that trade that can get Halliday over here. Well, if you're Toronto, I think you have to admit if you're Toronto. I don't know how you can give up Halliday without getting Hap in return. You still have seats to fill. Not that Hap is some you know uh, some great player to fill seats, but he's he's a player that can play now. And I don't think the Toronto GM can sell the fans on. I got these three guys that'll be ready in three years. You can't do that, not for a guy of Halliday's quality. So they got to get someone ready that that can contribute now. So you have to think Hap has to be one of those guys. They don't care about the Phillies outfielders. They have outfielders. They probably like to get rid of one. They want to get rid of Vernon Wells. I'm sure they're trying to sneak him into that deal. And, and their Double A AA and Triple A is pretty strong in the outfield. So any of this worth talk or anything like that, I don't see that happening. I know um, you're going to have to give up 
three or maybe four of those prospects that are down in the Phillies organizations. And, and that's where that, that word, tremendous potential upside, or upside yeah. potential comes into play. You don't know if these guys are going to be good. I mean, another Pat Combs. Um, are, you, are you saying Pat Combs wasn't good? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he had that one strong game. I think he, he did. had four or five strikeouts that game. I mean, don't take that away from whew. him. Don't, don't take it away from him. Uh, I, you can't. I mean, that game, he had potential. He had potential. But, you know, and that's not the only example, too. You look at Tyler Green. or Remember there was a time when uh, Brandon Duckworth was untouchable. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it that way, yeah, you, you don't want to be the guy that makes the trade where all these guys, you know, come to fruition they become excellent. But you do have to loosen your grip. And, and you know what? The Phillies have enough prospects that not only Toronto has several to choose from, they're still going to have plenty left afterward. Mm-hmm. You know, and it seems like they've been drafting really well. Who says that? They get rid of some of these top prospects, and they can't draft some more. It seems like they got a good farm system now. You're right, and, and if we look at the status of the Phillies right now, I think some people are under the uh, impression that oh, well, they got this good young team. This team ain't that young. Utley is it is what twenty nine thirty. Howard is twenty nine, will be thirty. Rollins is probably is somewhere a little north of thirty. Uh, this, this core, you know, Utley and Howard came up much later. You know, they were twenty six years old by the time they got to the big leagues. Yep. So. To that end, you can, you can go with your argument of you've got to get rid of these prospects and play for now because, and I heard one person make a comment that, well, you know, Ruben Morrow's got to play for the future too. Yeah, but part of the future, maybe he's not there because <laughs> they're not winning. You know, I think as a general manager, are you really going to look five years down the road when you might not be there five years down the road? What do you care? Exactly. So, Drabeck would probably have to be part of it, uh, Kyle Drabeck. Uh, he was a starter in the uh, the minor league all star game was it last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing well. I, I, I don't want to. Nice. I don't want to get into now with, with Drabeck and Michael Taylor and then somebody else. Michael Taylor. I don't know, Perry, if you saw this. Uh, baseball America ranked the top twenty five prospects in all of baseball. The Phillies had three, which were Drabeck, Michael Taylor, who was shot way up, and the highest of all, number seventeen, was Don Brown. Um. You can't give up those three, can you? It's tough. Would you do all those? Would you, would you give up those three who are top three of the top twenty-five in baseball? Would you give up those three if you could keep Hap? If you could keep Hap, yep, I'd do it. I don't think Toronto would. I just don't know if they're major. They're, they're, I don't know if that's enough for right now because I think they need someone that can play right now. And then it goes back to those major league ready players that Toronto's looking for. So out of those three prospects, I mean, are, are they major league ready? Are they ready to go right now? Mm, maybe Michael Taylor. I don't even know that's the case. He's, but he's just, he, he's already, already starting with the storytelling on Michael Taylor. Supposedly, was it a week or so ago, he had a line drive to the wall, and the guy went to play off the wall. They said, this ball sailed out by like a mile. This guy just crushes the ball. And... One of the things you worry about giving up Michael Taylor is you might not have Ryan Howard in three or four years. You might need him to come up and replace Howard. But, mm-hmm. you know, like we said, that's three, four years down the road. Does, does Halliday make them the instant favorite for the World Series? I think so. At least, I mean, you go into the playoffs, I think any team can win it, but you go into the playoffs with two dominant aces. I'm not saying Cole Hamels is dominant right now, but let's say he comes around, gets back into form, Holiday obviously is Holiday. Cole Hamill's Holiday going one two. I mean that that that's a great 
That's a great pitching rotation right there for those first two. Matches up with San Francisco. Um, yeah, and, but, and, but they'll that, match up I mean, with San Francisco is the lineup. I mean, the Phillies have the best lineup in baseball, most likely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even somebody putting their, their one or two guys against the Phillies lineup, there's no guarantee they come out of that with a win. And, and actually, you know, you can say that, too, with Halliday and Hamels, if that would have happened, uh, because you're going to be facing a good lineup because you're in the playoffs. You're facing good teams. That's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you've got to like your chances, especially, especially if this bullpen can continue to, to play strong. It looks like Lidge looks a lot better. You know, and, and say what we want about Chan Ho Park, and Lord knows we've all said it. Uh, he's been pretty good out of the bullpen. <laughs> he's great. I think he was the sole reason Victorino got into the All-Star game, too. That picketing was just unbelievable. The what? <laughs> he had that nice little sign walking in and out of the bullpen. said, vote for Victorino right before the All-Star game. <laughs> That's great. You know what? And, and that should be listed uh, in his attributes. Um, oh, yeah, the that, bullpen... That's definitely top five attribute for Chan Ho Park. Yeah. And I didn't know he had five. But, um, you know, Madsen... You hope he gets his head back where it's supposed to be as a setup guy. You hope Lidge comes back. If that bullpen can even do 90% of what they did last year, then you add, this, you add Halliday to this team without destroying too much of, obviously, you know, Hap and any other guys that are currently in the lineup. You've got to say World Series favorite at that point. That's, that's a tough team to beat. And, and, you, and you look on the other side. You, you look on, on the bat. And Jimmy Rollins is starting to come around. He's on fire right now, and that just makes that, that team that much more dangerous. I mean, when he gets on base, that team wins. And oh, he's, he's been getting on base. He sets everything up, and you can see him changing his approach at the plate. He still has his little relapses here and there, but he's changing his approach at the plate. When he gets on, and now you've got Victorino right behind him, that's more speed right there. It reminds you almost of uh, 2003 with the Marlins with Juan Pierre and uh, Luis Castillo where they'd get those top two guys on, they'd small ball you to death. But this team, they get those top two guys on, and then they drill the ball over the wall. And all of a sudden, you're down four to nothing. Uh, you know, which is basically what we saw, you know, the other night against the Marlins. And how about that? Add that to it. Abanez. It's not just Utley and Howard and Rollins. Now it's Victorino, and it's Abanez. It's worth. It's Feliz. You know, this, they have some serious firepower. We won't get into Carlos Ruiz, where there's no need to go there. You know, we all have our weaknesses. <laughs> But that's why you make the move to get Halliday because, again, if that bullpen is what it is, you know, they got by with some good starting pitching last year in the playoffs. Kind of fortuitous, don't you think? I would believe so. And, and speaking of uh, Junior Rollins, he just let off the game with a double. So there you go. Very good. See that? Set in the play. He knows. He knows. Ducks on the pond. He knows. He's back. Because, and if you look at how this team won the World Series last year, it was the line. You have to figure most bullpens aren't that good by nature. I mean, it's tough to put one together, and in general, they aren't. They just aren't that strong. So when you have a good bullpen with that lineup, so now all you really need to do is get past their starter, because you'll take the Phillies' superior lineup against their inferior bullpen, or for their inferior lineup against the Phillies' superior bullpen, and you win games in the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Yep, and that's what they were able to do. Um, so. Yeah, you got it. You got to want Halliday because you know, I just saw something. Peavy could be done for the year, and he's not going to waive his no trade clause to come to Philly anyway. So Peavy's not an option. I mean, uh, would the Diamondbacks yeah. trade Harron? Maybe. 
How many prospects did you give up for Heron? Um, I, six, seven, eight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing with, with with these baseball trades. Everyone's like, you, you can't get rid of these prospects. You you know you you can't. But in baseball trades, that's what you do. You you, you get rid of your prospects. You build your farm system um, to make these trades. I mean, obviously, you're you're building your farm system to to uh, move them into your your major league ball team, but they're also there as trade bait. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, for these occasions. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was saying just for these occasions, when when you have a chance to win it all and you have prospects in in your system, I mean, sometimes you just gotta you gotta make the deal. You gotta make the deal. Yeah, and it's, it's the equivalent of NFL teams trading draft picks. And Perry, we'll get we'll get to the Eagles on the other side. We got to take a break right now. Uh, it's Michael Warren and Mike Perry with you on Voice America Sports GCOP in the house, and we'll see you in a few. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you're not facing your mortgage issues, this can be the most terrifying sound in the world. It means you've fallen behind. It means hope is dwindling. It means you're another call closer to losing your home to foreclosure. Fortunately, there's hope. If you need real help and guidance, call 1-888-995-HOPE. That's 1-888-995-4673. Because nothing is worse than doing nothing. A public service announcement brought to you by NeighborWorks, the Ad Council, and this station. Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Owen Hodge Show. The following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like Lowest prices in town. Dealer approved, certified pre-owned. No obligation consultation. Nor will we brag about our Huge selection. Enormous variety. One-stop shopping. Everything under one roof. Or promise. Prices reduced up to 75%. A sale like this can't go on forever. Factory liquidation. Financing options available. We will offer no contingencies like See store for details. Prices and participation may vary. Legal exclusions apply. No purchase necessary. Or try to convince you that our product will give you cleaner, tighter abs in minutes. Perfect smile. Porcelain veneers. Freedom from those painful, embarrassing bunions. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free, 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. What's happening, everybody? Michael Warren with you. Uh, on GCOB in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Uh, GCOB is not with us this evening. I am joined by Michael Perry of OTRSportsOnline.com. Uh, what's happening, Perry? Always a pleasure to be chatting with you, Micah. Oh, it's always good, isn't it? And then, you know what? It's time. We've got to talk some Eagles. Uh, We've got to do it. We've got to do it. Training camp is nine days away. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles not only went to the NFC Championship game last year for the 30 millionth time this decade to lose it. Painful game. Painful game, wasn't it? Yeah, they, uh, they had the lead with 10 minutes left even after they were all but left for dead in that first half. It's a terrible first half on, by just about everybody. Um, they come back, they're up 10. I mean, they're up with 10 minutes left. And so you look at the offseason, a team that got that close, and you kind of think they had a pretty good one. Um, you don't look and say, well, they lost this, 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 and this. You look, wow, they added. They added, you know, they got rid of two old tackles who did a good job, but come on, they were starting to break down. They bring in Stacey Andrews uh, from the Bengals and make the trade for Jason Peters, who is, by all accounts, an elite left tackle in the league. Uh, they draft Jeremy Macklin, who is a burner. Obviously, he's a rookie. We don't know what he's going to do yet. He's, a, he's an upside guy right now, Perry. He's all upside. Okay. And, yeah, extreme upside. Yeah, very, very much upside. You know, they added Shady McCoy, who hopefully they can come in, um, support Westbrook, uh, you know, Cornelius Ingram, the Florida tight end, that they got a steal on in the fifth round. Where do you see this team right now in the NFC East uh, compared to last year? The Giants still a favorite or the Eagles a favorite this year? I think you you have to go with the Eagles as the favorite again. I mean, last year the Eagles went into Giants Stadium, and, uh, I mean, they, they beat up the Giants. They beat up the Giants. I, I know the Giants got you and Yora back. Um, they bulked up their defense. They're going to they're, they're gonna be a good team. They have a great defense. But, and and this, this division comes down to those two teams again. And I, I just think the Eagles have so much firepower right now with these young guys. Um, I think McNabb is geared up to have a pretty big year. I think he's finally surrounded by all these weapons that we, all the Eagles fans have always been praying for. And this, I, this is, they're, the, they're the top team in the East. I think so. What about you? Yeah, I do. Um, and just, just quickly on the Eagles as far as their firepower. I remember after the Eagles beat the Rams in 1999 at the end of the, the last game of the season, remember the Rams, it was at the vet the Rams had benched their starters in the second half because they had already clinched everything up. It was the year they won the Super Bowl. And the Eagles had played them real tough, ended up winning the game, played them very tough. Even the starters, they played them tough. And they asked this Dick Vermeil afterward, uh, you know, the, the Eagles obviously played very well. What did they need to do to get to the next level? They were a 5-11 and 11 team, so obviously they weren't really a competitive team with the Rams. And he said, you know what, they need team speed. They just need more speed. So if you think of it that way, because they had, remember, Tarrant Small and Charles Johnson, now you look at this speed on offense. 
boy, did they answer that question. It's 10 years later. Okay, I'll give you that. But you need a, you get a healthy Westbrook. You've got Shady McCoy behind him. You, you hope you can get good things. They finally have a real fullback in Leonard Weaver. And then you look how fast they're t- <laughs> The Eagles' website is claiming that Jeremy Macklin's fifth or sixth on the death chart. You buying any of that? No, not at no. all. No. So we look at the top three guys of Macklin, Curtis, and Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun's the only one assured of a spot at the, uh, the Z position. <clears throat> That's some serious, serious speed. You still have to count for Westbrook. Brent Selleck proved last year, remember against the Seahawks and even against the Cardinals, everyone says, well, you're not paying attention to him. Yeah, all right, well, he just carved you up because you weren't paying attention to him. Isn't that kind of the goal? Yeah, I think he had a big game against Cincinnati, too, in that horrible, horrible, horrendous game. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. But between him and you look at a guy like Ingram, you know, how can you rag on Selleck? All Selleck really do, does is get the job done when you ask him to. There's just one more guy that you have to worry about. So on offense, they're fine. But let's look at defense. Okay. My biggest concern with the defense, I don't like that they really can't get pressure with their front four. I mean, does it concern you at all that they rely on the blitz? I wanted them to add another D end. I don't know who that would have been. Um, obviously, Julius Peppers was out there, but most likely they would, didn't have a chance at getting him. They weren't but moving. It, yeah. I, I think they just need another D end. Um, you know, Trent Cole always has his motor running, but sometimes he just can't get to the quarterback. Jaquay Parker, nice player, but obviously you can do better than Jaquay. Or actually, didn't he change his name? It was Jaquay Parker, Jaquay Thomas. We'll accept either on this show. Oh, okay. I didn't know. <laughs> I'll just call him Juquay. How about that? <laughs> just call him Juquay. You're cool like that. All right. But that, speaking of that side of the line, though, at what point do we say, hey, Mr. Abby Amiri, what are you doing for us, brother? He needs it. The injuries have got to stop. And it's time. You know, they spent a second-round pick on him in 2007. He's their biggest defensive end. We know he's okay against the run. You think that, I mean, can he get a pass rush? Yeah, I think that's the that's number one issue, problem, whatever you want to say, with that Eagles defense right there, is getting the pressure. Because you, you, can't, you can't rely on those corners and those safeties to cover people for, you know, five, six, seven, eight seconds. You just don't do that in the NFL. You need the pressure. You absolutely need the pressure. And Jim Johnson's defense, defense is predicated on pressure. But uh, is that a home run from Cole Hamels? I think it is. Uh, the, the Jim Johnson defense is predicated on pressure, but we don't. You know, Jim Johnson's not there. It's Sean McDermott now, and it's his show. And do you think there's going to be any issues with McDermott taking over and Jim Johnson not being around? How long has McDermott been alongside? Jim I don't Jones? know the exact time, but probably six, seven years, if not longer. He, he's been around a while. Mm-hmm. See, that's comforting. Yeah, I knew he was there for a long time. Um, not sure he's got the same, you know, game time instincts that Jimmy Johnson, Jim Johnson has. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a question right there. I don't, I don't even know if we have an answer for that right now. We're, we're going to have to see. Uh, yeah, that, oh, absolutely. There's absolutely no answer for it right now. Um, here's another point, though, that Mark Echol brought up on WIP about a week ago, and he said, "I'm not knocking Jim Johnson at all. Great coordinator, whatever." 
Look at some of the people he had underneath him. Spagnuolo, Leslie, Leslie Frazier, Ron Rivera. These guys have gone to become defensive coordinators, uh, head coaches in some cases. You know, Spagnuolo, he had some great coaches underneath him. So did he have great coaches underneath him? Did he make them great coaches? Uh, I think that's a lot of what we're going to find out. I know. You know I what mean, what kind of help does McDermott and, have? And just prove that, you know, maybe his mentor, Jim Johnson, is, is that. He's a great mentor. And uh, he can develop these coaches that are underneath him. And maybe, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for McDermott to, to show what he can do. Well, it definitely is time for that because yeah, he doesn't I guess have that's by default, choice. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He doesn't have any choice in the situation. It is time. And you can tell some of this is a concern to Andy Reid because at the OTAs, with Jim, with Jim Johnson, he never paid a lick of attention to what the defense was doing, hardly. Mm-hmm. He knew it was covered. He's not worried about it. With McDermott, supposedly at OTAs, he's, he's keeping quite an eye on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe he's there just to support McDermott. <clears throat> Maybe he's making sure he doesn't screw everything up. I don't know. <clears throat> but it's one of those things, you don't put too much stock into it right now. It's kind of like when they went into the season without a kick, uh, punt returner two years ago. And you don't think awesome. of it until Greg Lewis is diving around all over himself with the ball bouncing around, giving up the game to Green Bay. And you're like, you know what? I think we need a punt returner. <laughs> Someone that actually knows how to do it. And, you know, that's what we're going to see. What happens in games? How does he adjust? Um, you know, how, is, how are his blitzes? I mean, he's going to work with Jim Johnson the blitzes. Are they still going to have the defense predicated on that blitz? Because, Perry, you saw it like the rest of us saw it. And all the people that want to blame Donovan McNabb for that NFC Championship game, Todd Haley, the offensive coordinator of the Arizona Cardinals, absolutely owned Jim Johnson in that game. They were absolutely covering up that defense. I mean, Edger and James, as soon as he touched the ball, it seemed like he had an open field every single time, seven yards to run before he was touched. I mean, it, they, they, they were carved up that championship game. And even on the plays, uh, the pass plays, Haley knew where the blitz was coming from, and he had an answer for it. You know, they were getting into the situations they want to get into, which is third and long, because that's really where Jim Johnson's defense excels above others, is when he gets you into third and long and third and obvious passing situations. That's where the heat's coming, and you probably don't know where it's coming, and it's going to be a problem. But he knew where it was coming from. Now, let's contrast that with the Giants in 07 when they won. You know, heat coming anywhere. Heat was coming from the front four. Justin Tuck was blowing it up. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not a very good team in coverage, but it doesn't matter because that front four is getting there. And, and like the Giants, the Eagles don't have great linebackers either. I mean, do you, do you love any of their linebackers other than maybe Stuart Bradley? <laughs> you want to love them, <laughs> but you don't love them yet. You don't know. You know, it's been the, the, their young linebackers. Um, they're, they're playing well, not spectacular. They're, the, the one thing that there isn't that playmaker linebacker that you want. They, they play solid, but you need that playmaker back there, you know, that, that threat that, uh, you know, can pick off a pass, run it back. They, they don't have that in their linebacking core. They do and they don't. The, the guy that I think is the best pure playmaker is Omar Gaither, but he doesn't start because if anybody blocks him, he's out of the play. So it's like you have to make, you have to make a decision there. Well, do we keep Omar in? Lord knows he's going to get run over. But you might keep him in because he can make a play, or do you stay with Akeem Jordan because he, he can handle the blocks better? Who would you rather see in there, Akeem Jordan or Omar Gaither? Based on, uh, on taking Omar out last year at that time, 
And then the Eagles taking off, not saying that Akeem Jordan was the savior of the season, but it seemed the defense played a little bit better with Akeem Jordan in last year. It did, and we will continue this discussion on the other side of the break. This is G-Cop in the house, voiceamericasports.com, and we'll see you in a few minutes. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports discover the world's only speed training program that guarantees your athletes have their best season ever or your money back no questions asked let's face it the best athletes on any team in any sport are the fastest athletes the team with the most speed is almost always going to be more successful the fact that you're listening to this right now tells me that you know this is true and that your athletes are not as fast as you want them to be but how do you make them faster after all like many coaches maybe you were told that you can't teach speed that an athlete is either born with it or they're not right wrong Arguably the biggest myth in all of sports is that you can't teach speed or coach athletes to new levels of athletic success and performance. The level of success your athletes experience has little to do with running plays or specific ball skills. Instead, it depends entirely on your ability to teach them the one skill required to dominate every sport, speed. Put Latif Thomas and his team to work for you. Visit CompleteSpeedTraining.com or call toll-free 877-510-3278. That's 877-510-FAST. There has never been a better time to become a videographer in the sport of hunting. And right now, you can combine everything you love about hunting with a career in television. And you can learn it at home with Brock Ray's Outdoor Videography School. Hunter and TV personality Brock Ray has put together a course taught by TV professionals. And it all comes to you in a six-DVD home set that lets you learn about this lucrative occupation on your own time. Now, get paid for the hunts you shoot. That's right, when you purchase the home study course and learn our techniques, you can submit your video to us. And if it gets chosen, your segment might appear on our nationally televised, better-built's World of Outdoors. We will pay you for using your video. Call now at 205-625-5480. We invite you to visit our website at OutdoorVideoSchool.com. Start your career in television now. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. What's happening, people? Michael Warren with you on GCOB in the house, voiceamericasports.com. G's not with us this evening, but I do have Mr. Michael Perry from otrsportsonline.com. That's the off-the-record blog. Worth checking out. Um, so, you know, great we're going to mention Michael Perry. Website. What's that? That's a great website out there. It's a phenomenal website. It's a hidden gem. Those, those photo captions, did you see? Those <laughs> photo captions, they, they got me laughing. <laughs> yeah, because you wrote them. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, let's mix it up a little bit. We mix it up. You know, it's that time of year, Perry. It's not just ready for football season, but with football season comes, you know, August should be National Fantasy Football Month. That's usually when the drafts happen. You know, you get one Yabo here and there, putting uh, it early September, you know, doing it. I had one guy last year. Labor Day, it was Labor Day weekend that Monday morning. The morning everybody has off, Monday morning at like 10 a.m. Come on. That is a foul. You cannot do that. Don't give me this I got kids crap. You cannot have that draft then. The fantasy draft is something to be, it's like Christmas morning. And that's how I end up in five leagues every year. It's because someone always calls me, oh, I know you'll do it. Mike, you'll get in? Yeah, I'll do it. When's the draft? So it's time to start thinking about it. Training camp, like we said, nine days away. Um, it's a little wide open this year, Perry. There's no, we don't have that clear cut. Well, if I'm in the four spot, I know off the top of my head I'm doing this or that. Mm-hmm. So let, let's just look at a couple positions here with the running backs. Let's start, you know, because it all starts with running backs, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got all that. You got Adrian Peterson. He's your number one. Yeah, and, that's boring. Everyone knows him. That's boring. Yeah, and because if he's not your number one, I want to play in your league, and I want the number two overall pick. So yeah. <laughs> so, after that, though, it gets interesting. You know, could Matt Forte be the number two guy this year to take? He's the I, guy. I, I like Chicago. Matt Forte. I do. Um, but I, I, you got to go with Michael Turner. I think number two spot. He had the good numbers. It's tough to argue that. Um, I had read that they may be cutting his reps a little bit. Uh, they still have Jarius Norwood, who might take some things, but. But that's kind of the fun of, of the, the league this year. Is if you look at 10, fan, 10 different fantasy football drafts, you're going to see 10 completely different drafts, mm-hmm. not one being a facsimile of, of the other. Uh, so you have Turner there. Well, D'Angelo Williams has 20 touchdowns last year. I don't know if he goes top five. Yeah. Does he do that again? You know, they didn't take Jonathan Stewart in the first round uh, for nothing. So you got to think they're going to split carries because anytime the, the Panthers have had their most success, they had the, the two backs. Whether it was Stephen Davis and uh, you know Deshaun Foster, they like the two back approach, especially with Fox there. So that kind of scares me there. You see, this year you can't really look at stats and say, "Well, this guy did this last year. I think he'll be fine." You can't because every situation is different, and as we see more and more teams go to the uh, the running back by committee. And, you know, another guy you got to look at, what about Kevin Smith in Detroit? He's on a terrible team, but nice player. You got Maurice Jones through. MJD cool. is an interesting one. Always puts up big numbers, but he doesn't have uh, Mr. Fred Taylor this year, who's now in New England. Uh, they drafted a back late that could, could possibly do something. His name's escaping me right now, but MJD, I don't know, man. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Would you take him five? I think I, I don't think I'd let him fall past five. Considering the Jaguars get their offensive line supposedly back together this year, they brought down Trey Thomas. They drafted. Oh yeah, that, that is huge. That that signing was huge for them. Trey Thomas, wow. And they've also dumped the first two picks on Eugene Monroe and even Britton, two of the top tackle prospects. So they they bolstered the line. I think the big problem with them last year, and everyone's rag. Oh, David Gerard can't do this or that. Yeah, well. They lost their two starting guards on the first week of the season. And their center, Brad Meester, wasn't available until, like, week nine. For a team that likes to run, 
you don't have your interior line, you know, that, that's devastating. So the Jags could be interesting. They don't have anybody to throw the ball to. That much we know. Uh, but MJD could have a little room to run this year. Do you think he can hold up? Yeah, I think so. I like that. He doesn't drop, he doesn't drop below five. Past five. Doesn't. You have to take him at five if he's there. You have to wonder if this year really is the year of the wide receiver uh, because you do see a lot more wide receivers that you think you'd rather have on your team than running backs. You know, you can't take Westbrook high. I mean, that's Westbrook and LaDainian are, they're going to kill somebody this year. Either you're going to pass on them and they're fine, they have a big year, or you're going to be the guy that takes them at three or four and they just completely kill your team because they're injury riddled or slowed down or whatever it is. Would you would you would you gamble on either one of those guys in the top five? I don't I don't, I don't think so. I just you, you can't gamble. Yep. I, I found out in the past. You know, you gamble. Doesn't yeah, you got you got to be careful. These guys are gonna for me. It doesn't work out. I always gamble. Doesn't work out for me. <laughs> so you know from firsthand experience. Yeah. Now, what about Marion Barber and Felix Jones? Interesting combination. But because of the split, I don't think you could take them in the first round. I like both those players, too. And I do. I do. I like Clinton Portis okay, but what's he done after week 10? Mm-hmm. You know, he, get, he gets broken down. He's a tough one to take. You know, you another, another guy that was... Your it, players. What's that? You got the two second-year players, Steve Slayton, Chris Johnson. What? How much do you love Chris Johnson? He's a winner, isn't he? He's, he is a, he's a phenomenal talent. He's got Lendale with him, though, and Lendale's in a contract year. He's slimmed down, and say what you want about Lendell White. Uh, he's a touchdown guy. And you, gotta, you, you do have to worry about that, but at the same time, you get to a point where you say, all right, well, who am I going to take? There's only three guys in the whole league that are the guy. You know, like maybe a guy like Frank Gore. Gets up I there do hear San Francisco's cutting those reps down for Frank Gore. I like Frank Gore. I like Gore, too. Okay. Cutting his reps down. What's that? From what I hear out in San Francisco, they're going to be cutting Frank Gore's reps down. That's a concern, although he does get hurt. So if it keeps him healthy, it's worth it. Um, but, you know, you look around at, you know, Brandon Jacobs. Well, he's going to have – he's still got Ahmad Bradshaw and uh, this kid Danny Ware that they really like. Steven um, Jackson, St. Louis. Who's that? Steven Jackson. Oh, you got to love Steven Jackson. Boy, that's right. Okay, so Steven Jackson gets up there. Fantasy-wise, he's top five still. As bad as that team is, he's still a top five fantasy guy. Where, where do you draft the first wide receiver? Uh, after what running back do you, do you draft the first wide receiver? Good question. And I think we have to agree Fitzgerald's the first off the board. What is this I hear with him? He's having trouble at camp, a little overweight. What's, what's the issue with Larry down there? With Larry Fitzgerald? Yeah, he's having trouble. Uh, well, let's believe that when we see it. I mean, the guy's a super stud. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think we have to worry about that. I can't call him the best wide receiver in football right now, not even talking fantasy-wise. He had a great run, but I, I still think Andre Johnson's the guy. Uh, and, uh, he's a stud. He just, he's got all the tools, just never had anybody throw him the quarterback. So Schaub's got to stay healthy. For Andre Johnson to have fantasy value, Schaub has to stay healthy. You know, that's, and that's the difference between the running backs and the wide receivers in, in the fantasy league. Wide receiver is a dependent position. It's dependent on somebody getting you the ball, which means they have to have blocking, 
You have to get open, they have to throw it on target, and you have to catch it. Running back, all you have to do is hand it to them. And that's why running backs are just so much more valued. But to get into the wide receivers, boy, Fitzgerald's got to be, he's a first-round pick. Andre Johnson's probably a low first-round pick. And what do you do with Randy Moss? Tom Brady's back. Does Randy Moss decide he wants to play again? Well, he wasn't bad last year, uh, but he wasn't, he wasn't bad. He didn't have a great start, but when uh, Castle started getting on fire towards the end of the season there, I wouldn't say towards the end, he was pretty much on fire for a good portion of the season. But um, you bring Tom Brady back, and Randy Moss, if he has the year that he had two years ago, I mean, he's, he's right up there again. True. I think uh, you raise a good point in that Brady and Moss could be where they were in 07 for fantasy. They're always good players, but Moss had been slipping in, in, in Oakland. You didn't know what you were getting with him in New England. Brady was always an okay fantasy quarterback. But so they, they were get, people were getting these guys in like the fourth and fifth round, and they made your team. You were all of a sudden a champion because of these two guys. All you need was one amazing of them. watching them play football together, too. I mean, Moss knows exactly where the ball's going. Brady knows exactly where Moss is going. I mean, that yeah. year, two years ago, I mean, there, there was just pinpoint accuracy towards uh, from Brady to Moss. It seemed like every single game, just pinpoint. It was just fun to watch those two play football together. And I think, I think they're going to be back on track again this year. They very well could, and I think they will be at some point. The question is when, and the reason I say that, remember Peyton Manning started off slow this past season. He had that bursa sack removed in his knee. When it's all well and good, everyone says, oh, he's had a schedule, he's had a schedule from the knees, he's had a schedule. All right, that's different than standing in a pocket with 300-pound men diving around at your feet while you try and look downfield, miss the rush, and do all the other things a quarterback has to do. He's, you have to think he's going to be tentative. I mean, for some portion, until he gets used to being back there and into it, do you think he gets off to a slow start? I, uh, yeah, it's quite possible. I. How, how long did it take Peyton Manning, you think, what, five, six, seven games to get back into it last year? I mean, those first, those first what, three, four games, he, I mean, he wasn't really looking too good at all. Okay, so we'll say five games. Yeah, five so games. So if that's the case, it's buyer beware on Tom Brady and, and by default, Randy Moss this year in the fantasy draft. Mm-hmm. But, but isn't that when you want them to, uh, I mean, you've got to be able to draft well again for this. If you draft... Randy Moss or Tom Brady, I mean, you're, you're drafting them for the playoffs, you know, when they're going to be playing well at the end of the season and winning the playoffs for yourself. And it might but, be a situation um, you where you've got to know how to draft the other positions, the other players to carry those two players until that time. Yeah, or you just let somebody else take them and then you go ahead and, and trade for them right before they get good. But on the other side, we will be back on VoiceAmericaSports.com. We'll see you in a few. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you currently having trouble paying your mortgage are you in an adjustable rate mortgage or possibly in foreclosure if you've been late once have already received a letter from your lender with intent to foreclose or even have a sheriff's sale notice you need to contact the professionals at new hope modifications 
they are experts in helping people behind on their mortgage, in foreclosure, or even who are on time, but know that rate will be adjusting and will cause them problems in the future. Call New Hope Modifications today at 888-NO-DEBT-9. That's 888-663-3289 and talk to one of their modification experts. New Hope is staffed with professionals and have years of experience in customer service and the mortgage industry. Our branch managers take pride in giving every customer the attention and support that they may need in this crucial time of their life. You are not alone, and New Hope is the company that you can trust to help you save your home or assist in getting you a payment you can handle. Give them a call right now at 888-663-3289. Again, that number, 888-663-3289, and put your trust in New Hope. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. Welcome back to G. Cobb in the house. It's Michael Warren with you. Uh, G's not with us this evening, but that's all right. We got Michael Perry with us. Uh, don't really call him Michael because I don't know anybody that calls you Michael. Um, yeah, I think that, that was the first time you called me Michael. Is that, that the first time? I mean, ever. <laughs> did your I mother call, call you Michael, Michael Perry? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we're here with you on VoiceAmericaSports.com, and Perry and I are talking a little fantasy football because it's that time of year. It's training camp's exciting on its own, but if you're a fantasy football guy. You gotta be getting excited. You gotta be getting excited because it seems like August is just tons of drafts, unless you only get in one league, in which case it's only the one. But so we talked about some running backs. We touched on wide receivers a little bit, and you know, getting into quarterbacks. Terry, what's your philosophy on quarterbacks? Do you, do you feel like you have to round that roster out in your first four picks? Like you need two running backs and wide receiver and, and quarterback, and you force it, or do you say I'm going to take running backs and wide receivers until a quarterback comes open that I like and in a round I like? Well, you make sure to get that quarterback. 
is, uh, you know, I eye up that quarterback that I want. If he's there in the fourth round, I'll take him. He's not there. So then I eye up another quarterback. If he's there in the fifth round, I take him. He's never there. Same thing happens in the sixth. Same thing happens in the seventh. And then, you know, all of a sudden I have Kyle Wharton as my quarterback. So I, I think I have to have a different philosophy this year. I think I might have to grab one of the top top three, top four quarterbacks maybe in the, you know, first three rounds this year. Try something different. You know, mix it up a little bit. I'm crazy like that. Now, you are a little crazy like that. And I, I tend to underrate the uh, the quarterback position on draft day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things when you finally do get one, you look and go, wow, 35 points. That's that's kind of nice. And one of the guys I always love to get, and I'm not saying this because I'm an Eagles fan, but Donovan always drops. Donovan always drops to the fourth, fifth round. It always seems like that. So my philosophy is why wouldn't I just grab my running backs and wide receivers early, see if I can get a good nucleus, and then I'll throw Donovan on top of that and just pray that he doesn't get benched. Uh, it's funny, too. Whenever Donovan gets taken, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like, yeah, five, six, four, five, six, whoever takes him, everyone else is like, oh, I, was, I wanted him. I just wanted to take him. You, know? <laughs> you just had four rounds to grab him. How bad did you want him? Yeah, but I, I agree. I mean, he throws up points. He's consistent. Maybe he has one or two bad games a year, but he throws up points. He's a consistent quarterback. He is, especially beginning and end of the year. He usually has kind of a mid-season slump. The team does in general. You know, when, when he busted his knee in uh, 06, they were losing to the Titans and the Jaguars, and they just generally didn't look like a good team. Where, meanwhile, he had gotten off to a start his first five games that season. I think he was the first guy to have five games and 1,600 yards passing. Uh, so he can get on a tear. Um, other quarterbacks, though, you think, all right, mate, you probably, like we just said before, you'll probably get a discount on Brady as far as the draft is concerned. He'll slip. Somebody will always take Peyton Manning in the first round. And you know what? I did it one year. It stinks. <laughs> it, it, he doesn't put up the insane numbers that he used to put up. No. And so, so somebody always take him. I, I, I've had my, I've probably played fifty fantasy football leagues at least uh, over the past eighteen years. Uh, I've had Peyton Manning once, although that does take into account that he wasn't in the league until '98. But somebody always takes him, and somebody will always take him. You know, another good discount. I'll tell you what. As much as uh, you can criticize him all you like, Tony Romo is an excellent fantasy quarterback until the end of the year. And trade him by then, Perry. <laughs> you don't want any parts of that then. Wait for that to happen. Yeah. Um, All right, so, so you got McNabb and Romo as probably probably your good value picks in the later rounds. You, you they're think good Brady's, You think Brady's going to drop a little bit. You're not, you're not feeling Peyton Manning in the first round, so who, who do you think is that first quarterback taken this year if it's not Peyton Manning? Uh, I think, no, I think it will be Peyton Manning as the first quarterback taken. I just don't yep. take him because someone will always grab him ahead of me. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't want him in the first round. If he slipped to me in the second or something, I'll grab him. Um, where do you Where do you think Drew Brees falls? Oh boy, late first, I mean, I, early second. You'd have to think, right? I think it's possible he could go number one in some leagues, especially in New Orleans. But that's obvious. Number one overall? Not number one overall. Number one overall quarterback what? taken. He might be my top, I mean, fantasy quarterback. I mean, that's not saying much. The guy throws for 5,000 yards. He doesn't have a defense, so they're always throwing the ball. You know, Breeze is big time. 
I'd probably rather take him over over Peyton Manning. Um, and the other interesting guys you look at, excuse me, Jay Cutler. Where's he going to go? He really doesn't have much to throw to. I mean, Greg Olson, I think, is going to have a big year because you know he doesn't have much else to throw to. That's one of those gambles. I mean, Would you grab him the fourth? One that takes Jay Cutler. They'll take Brian Westbrook. They'll take... Ladanian. <laughs> what was that? Ladanian. Ladanian. Brandon Marshall. And there, there you go. That, that's the team. That's the team of the gambles right there. You could have a huge year with those guys if they stay healthy. And they stay... Their heads are in the game and everything. But they're, they're, those are your gambles out there. That's what you got to do. So for me, see, I'd rather wait, because I think in the 6th, 7th round, and of course, everybody, we're talking about standard 10-12 leagues, 10-12-team leagues. Don't give me this 8-team stuff. I mean, those teams are full of all-stars. Don't even give me that. A guy like Aaron Rodgers is intriguing. He's got good receivers, pretty good team, although they didn't have a great year last year. You can see, to me, I'll wait. I'll just keep grabbing starting running backs and wide receivers, maybe a, maybe a tight end if I like one, you know. I'm just as likely to sit on Brent Selleck or something like that. Or if I get if I keep taking Greg Olson, eventually he will do well. Um, <laughs> this is true. But I, <laughs> but I like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's he's good. I think you can get good value with him. You like him? I liked him in the beginning of the year last year. He, I mean, he can't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I like him in the you, I like him in the seventh eighth round. Yeah, if you do your typical Perry drafting, I think you're going to end up with. The, you know, picking between Kyle Orton and Aaron Rodgers, so you better like him. Yeah, I, I'm eyeing up Kyle Orton right now. Whew. You know, okay, here's another question for you. What do you think of Carson Palmer? Yeah, he loses Houston He's still got Henry and Ocho. Mm-hmm. If he's healthy, uh, I think, I think you got to take a look at him. He could be good value. Actually, Where's the more we're talking Warner, about though? this, the more I'm getting excited about quarterbacks. I don't think there's a reason to take one that high. There should be some really good players. Big Ben never goes high. You know, good, solid production from your quarterback position that you don't have to spend a lot on and then spend a high pick. Where do you put Matt Castle, too? Does he have – is he – Well, he getting, I'll put – he I'll was put last the, year? Two of the biggest question marks, and I think Matt Ryan's going to go recently high, but uh, Matt Castle and Matt Hasselbeck also is supposedly feeling good, too. Um he could be decent value, or he's a guy you grab late as a backup. You know, but uh, either way, it's, it's just looking more and more like the quarterback position is deep. What we've learned here is quarterback. I think you can wait if you don't get your breeze, or maybe a Tom Brady who's just a huge upside pick. Wait, wait, and you just drop and you grab somebody lower, and uh, I think you'll be set to win. And Perry, we got to wrap it up here, buddy. I want to thank you for coming on with me this week. We will be back here next week, same time, same channel, 7 p.m., G-Cobb in the house. We'll see you guys next week. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.